Hey, Michael. Hello, Patrick. How are you today? I'm very well. I'm quite excited, actually. Are you? Because you have you have bent to my will. <laughs> As Mike will gladly tell you, is not an easy task. No. No, it's not. It, it, it's, it's taken some some weeks, actually, of, of oh, longer trying than to that. Me. I yeah. first mentioned this to you, like. It feels like a year ago. No, has it been that oh, long? Yeah, it's been a long time. I might actually be able to tell you when it was because I took a a note in, in the simple <laughs> note. <laughs> oh actually, man! You know, I think I I thought it was such a lost cause. I deleted the note. So if I oh, if man. I I'll bring it up on my. Uh, uh, don't sweat it. Don't sweat. It. I trust you. I look. On October 1st, I'm going to be 45 years old. I'm an old man, Michael. I've got got ways. And these ways have been forged over a long period of time. And so, I'm not going to say I'm stuck in them, because the fact that I'm even agreeing to do this in the first place is obvious that I'm not. I'm just kind of um let's just say it's 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 you, you need a little bit more than a crowbar to kind of uh, edge me out of the groove. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can allow me to set the scene then about All right, this, thank you. Because this is more my vision than yours. Yeah, it's it's your crazy idea. I and can't anybody that so. anybody <laughs> yeah, anyone that gets upset about this, I want them to know that it was it's my idea, not your idea. Yeah, don't blame the don't blame me. So I've been thinking in a while. We've done 165 episodes in total of Enough, mm-hmm. um, spanning nearly two years. Gosh, that's amazing. Um, it is now the single longest running show on the network. Wow. No. Um, well, yeah. Well, I suppose if you discount the fact that the bro show changed its name and its format, then yes. Mm-hmm. So it's the longest running and has the most... Um, <laughs> It also has the most uh, episodes mm-hmm. of any. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, there's a reason for that. Part of that is because I made a conscious effort early on that in keeping with the name enough that we would keep the shows in general, although we have overgone this on several occasions, so don't, you know, wasn't like written into law, but in general around the 20 minute area. Yeah. So, I have been saying to Patrick that I want I want to give the show a kick up the bum, as we would say <laughs> in, in the United Kingdom and just change things up a little bit. Um, I'm concerned that the show may have become a little stale just because it's been the same for 165 episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, 15 to 25 minutes, me and Pat talking about something. Mm-hmm. Usually a single subject. Not always, but usually. And At least a theme. All, a pr- like most of the other shows, um, especially when they reach a, a length like this one, an episode number like this one, have changed somewhat. You know, some of the other shows that I've done or... Even shows a lot younger than this, like we recently changed the format of 11 minutes again um, and, and made that a longer show um, and released monthly. So 
you know, I, I think that it might be time for this show to do that as well. So we're going to try it out with this first episode, as you may have realized by the length indicator on your podcatcher. <laughs> we're going to move to once weekly. We're going to release the episodes on Tuesdays or Thursdays. We'll see how that works. I mean, because yeah. well, most likely Tuesday, actually. We'll probably keep yeah, to probably. the Tuesday. And, we'll, and also, we'll be releasing on the day we record so that will remove the on the day we record this may have been two weeks before or after the time and that will all go away so that anything timely can be kept as such um, we won't do anything like we've done in the past where we've spoken about something and then by the time we've released the episode it's already changed mm. which we've done I, I don't know if I can promise that but <laughs> the, the, today but we'll see <laughs> okay um and so we're going yeah we're going to be moving to once weekly and the show is going to be we're aiming for around the 40 minute mark which is yeah. typically the the length that I aim for um I'm not going to just drop the mic and walk away at 40 minutes you know sometimes we might reach to an hour sometimes it might be 30 minutes yeah. um it sort of depends on how much we've got to speak about that and week. and you've got the timer on this one right I didn't I'm not watching it so I've you, always gonna... I always had the timer don't worry okay. I'm not going to trick you now like okay. two hours in. Oh, it's only 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, pe- as people know, once they get going on something, it's kind of hard to, you know, put the train back in the station. Exactly. And I know I know. in the past a lot of our listeners have said that they love the fact that the shows are short. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Everyone mm-hmm. that feels that way, just give this a try. Um, we're only – we're not going to be doing this length twice a week. So if your thing is that you like it because it's 20 minutes twice a week, well, you're still going to, in effect, get that. If you really want to, split it into two parts. You know, listen to maybe one half on Tuesday and one half on Thursday until you become accustomed to the fact that the other shows are this length. And in all honesty, Pat, I don't get as much feedback about that now as when we started. And I think the main differentiator there is that we now have a lot more shows that are that length. Mm. Um, I don't really get anybody say to me anymore that they think that the show is great because it's short. In the same vein, that nobody, I don't get any complaints from people that the other shows are too long on the on the Seventy Decibels Network. Okay. So the way that we're going to kind of run the show is it's going to kind of be split into natural parts. Now, typically, before me and Pat record any episode. We talk, and we sometimes release these as what we've called um, rambling, rambling episodes. Rambling episodes yeah. That's the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. Um, so I'm going to try and just start the recording pretty much as soon as we get on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we will – I mean, we spoke today, and we're actually going to talk about this at another point. We might even talk about it today. Who knows? We spoke about Seth Godin and how I've just discovered him. We spoke mm-hmm. about the usefulness of multi, multiple screen monitors. These are all things that I think – our listeners would like to hear. Yeah. And so many times we've said we should have been recording this. Now we will be. <laughs> well, so many times just today, like yeah. just in the course of the 20 minutes that we spoke before we started recording, we're like, oh, oh, we should have, uh, well, I mean, especially the multiple monitor things, because that's something I actually have, have a fair amount of data on and a fair amount of, and am knowledgeable about a fair amount of research on because I really pushed that effort uh, at a former place of employment. But once again, we may get to that. We may not. That's the beauty of this is that and, – and, and I should state, and before we get into it, and we should get into this soon because we've already wasted, I don't know, 10 minutes of these poor people's time. Um, 
is um, we're trying this on. Mm-hmm. I would appreciate the feedback. Mike will probably hate it, but um, but seriously, go to 70decibels.com slash contact. Did I get that right? Yep. Yep. Um, and send your feedback about the new format, what you like, what you don't like, um, that sort of thing. I really want to hear it because if we get an overwhelming response, people say, oh, it's too long now, and my commute is only 20 minutes, and the thing I used to love about enough is I could fit it in, and it's like, okay, well, fine. We can we can go back to that. Um and, uh, you know, but hey, if you say, hey, I really like the new format and I like that you cover a whole bunch of different topics as opposed to just concentrating on one, da, 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 then sure, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's roll with it and keep going. But uh, this is an experiment. Um, we'll, we'll try it out for, I don't know, two or three weeks or until we get a, a fair enough um, amount of feedback, in which case we'll kind of decide whether to keep going with it or to do something different. But I agree with Michael. It is kind of time to change things up a little bit. Yeah, and so the other the other sort of things that that we will cover is like so after we've got finished our rambling, we will get on to um, the topics that we may have, mm-hmm. and then from time to time, I feel that it would be nice to round off the episode with some things that we've been loving. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. So, as Pat mentioned, in the show notes as well, you will find a link to the contact form. Go there. Yep. Tell us if you love it. Tell us if you hate it. More importantly than that, tell us why. Sounds good. Because it so, might be something we can address. We were talking about all sorts of stuff, but we might get to those later. We might not. <clears throat> but uh, the, one of the notes I kind of wrote down uh, for myself to talk about anyway today that was going to be an episode all on its own, but I don't think it really needs to be now. And quite frankly, I didn't know how I was going to make a whole episode is this. Uh, so, uh, the the reason I mentioned earlier that uh, I couldn't promise that we won't talk about anything that's not quite re- you know ready or release or whatever has hap- already happened is because uh, as we record this today, the announcement uh, invitation has broken loose about the next iPhone coming out, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that invitation is set for the twelfth, which is next Tuesday. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is. Yes, yes, next Tuesday. Um, as, uh, and this episode will likely get released either um, before or after said event. Um, but uh, here's, here's a thought. So today on app.net, um, I, I, I happen to mention that one of the things I love, <laughs> I, I, the iPhone's still my favorite computer. And it is still the the one that I use for writing all of my short term, you know, our short form um, kind of posts on blog posts and and letters to my, both my my subscription based Letterly as well as Read and Trust, which is kind of what made me think about it because uh, the piece I contributed to the new Read and Trust format um, was written. Uh, on the iPhone. I mean, I do a lot of writing on my iPhone, as uh, I've mentioned before. You know, 500, 700, 1,000 words, I'm likely doing it on my iPhone. And uh, I, I'm i just still amazed. It still feels like the future. When I leave the house to go to the coffee shop to get a little bit of writing done, 
or the co-working space or wherever get a little bit of writing done and uh, all I have to take with me is uh, some index cards, a pen and my iPhone walk out the door, that's all I need and uh, you know, I, in that time I you know, sat at the shop and kind of kicked my feet back in, you know, in the corner and did some writing and read some read a lot of stuff in Instapaper, cleared through about a dozen items out of my Instapaper, which, you know, barely makes a dent, but, you know, uh, yeah, joined the club, right? Um, and, uh, and such. Now, the reason I bring up the new iPhone, number one, I'm kind of I'm due. Um, uh, my, just so happens that my contract is up. Yeah, like now. <laughs> and so whenever the iPhone's released, I'll likely be getting one just because, you know, that's what the kids do when their contract is up. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to. And my normal mantra about enough is such. But um, like uh, happened last year, it's all it's more than likely that my wife is going to get it for me for my birthday. Uh, I'm sorry, not last year, two years ago when I was up before. And I made a whole bunch of protestations about, no, I'm not going to upgrade to the iPhone 4 because the iPhone 3 is just enough for me. And I get in and then a month later, Eric's and my wife with her happy birthday mess with my mojo, man. Not like I'm complaining. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, I'm likely going to be getting one of these things. <clears throat> when, I, when I type on my, on my phone... I, when I, I pound out those long posts and such, I do it in landscape mode with my thumb. Thumbs, like, you know, thumb typing. Like, I've gotten really good and really fast and really comfortable being able to do that. If this thing is taller, I'm really kind of nervous that it's going to mess with that mojo. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that really makes me worried, right? <laughs> like, I'm going to have to, I think, you know, when they do get it in the stores, before I consider purchasing one or before I tell my wife uh, that, you know, yeah, she got one for me, I'd, you know, I'd use it, whatever. Um, I'm going to have to go and sit with that thing in an Apple store somewhere and really, like, really try it out and really make sure that it'll work. Otherwise... Otherwise, I might have to stick with the 4 for a while, man. I can't... I mean... Yeah, I guess because of your thumb typing in landscape... Well... I don't think it would be that much of a problem for you. So I have in, in, in my hands right now, Mr. Roan, I have a Samsung uh, mm. Galaxy S3, right? This has mm. a... Four. One of the infringers. No, 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 no. This is <laughs> oh, not that infringer. wasn't. No, it's not been deemed as one yet. Apple are now oh, trying yeah. to do it. I, I'm not so sure they could make that stick. But So this has got a four-point-something-inch screen. Um, I've got it in my hands right now. My thumbs are meeting easily in the middle of this thing. I'm not even extended in any way. You will have no problem thumb typing with a four-inch screen. Really? You think so? 100%. Oh, I hope you're right. A hundred percent. I hope you're right. Because on this, so the, the kind of aside to this is, and I normally don't talk about rumors and such, I, it, you know. But uh, here I am. <clears throat> That's one of the things that excites me about the uh, the iPad seven inch. It's not so much, oh yeah, smaller and nah, nah, nah. 
it, it's also the fact that trying to thumb type, first of all, thumb, you know, thumb typing in landscape on an iPad is impossible. Even with the split keyboard, that just completely throws me off, and I can't, I can't do it. Right? Same thing with portrait. With the split keyboard, even it just completely throws me off. I can't do it. But a seven inch, hold on, I can, I can just picture it. I can picture it by picking up the Kindle Fire that uh, that I bought for my wife for Christmas that she doesn't touch, <clears throat> and uh, in typing on that with my thumbs and even though that typing experience really sucks um, in comparison to the iPad it at least gives me the general overall feel of what that would be like on a 7 inch screen mm-hmm. in portrait and uh, I could totally imagine myself with a 7 inch iPad t- thumb typing holding that thing you know, two hands, but da 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 doing the same thing that I do with my iPhone, but with even more screen real estate up above that keyboard. Which would totally rock my world. Could you see more? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, and so I'm super excited about that for that reason. You know, so basically for the same reasons, I'm cautiously nervous about one of those things, one of those changes, and I'm really excited <laughs> for the other. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because you, I think you've perfectly outlined it. But as somebody who is now a convert of these screen sizes, I can tell you all it does is improve your experience. Mm. Like I can still one hand with my. I can get my thumb from the bottom of this screen to the top of this screen. Not everyone's going to have this luxury, but many people use these large screen devices, you know, and they get by. So how's it? So here's here's something that I, I actually did last night. So on the uh, aforementioned uh, uh, Kindle Fire, I finally, for the first time, like downloaded apps on this thing mm-hmm. last night. Like, I had never done so before. I'd only picked it up and used it for, you know, reading books on uh, on it. I hadn't really used it as a quote-unquote Android device. But I really wanted to – I was posting some stuff to iPad first and, and uh, came across Flipboard. Oops, sorry. Um, and um, – and, uh, you know, notice that not only do they have Flipboard for iPad, which they had, it was made for iPad first, and the iPhone version then came out later, but they also have a Flipboard for Android. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, let me see what that would be like on the Kindle Fire. Let me see what the experience is like and how, what, what the differences are. Is it laggier? You know, I, I, I really wanted to make a comparison between, you know, Flipboard for Android and Flipboard on on the iPad mainly, iPhone as well. So I downloaded it. It was available in the little, you know, Kindle Fire app story thing, you know, so I went and I installed it. And was absolutely just gobsmacked at how completely similar, almost, I mean, identical, except for the hardware Chrome around the outside of it, an identical experience. It looked the same. It felt the same. I was able to flip through things the same. There was no lagginess. It was smooth. It worked. And, and uh, you know, it was a very comparable experience. 
because I've never used Android before, right? So how would you say that that's kind of the norm, at least uh, with really well-designed apps like Flipboard or like Pocket, for instance, or things like that? Big big companies that can afford to put the development time in can make an app that is extremely comparable um, on Android now um, that, than they do on iOS. Now, this was not always the case. Yeah, that was a lot of qualifiers you put in front of that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does require um, either a long time or money investment. Um, so you would typically see you you will very rarely see a one man shop um, or woman uh, develop an app that is cross platform and similar experience. It does exist. Uh, Pocket Casts, for example, is a, mm-hmm. is a very comparable experience on both devices. Um, games like Angry Birds, they run exactly the same. Jetpack Joyride, Cut the Rope, Fruit Ninja, all of these like Plants vs. Zombies, they all run exactly the same on the Android platform now. That wasn't the case. One Password, you know, things like that. Um, oh, there's one password for Android? Yes, there is. Oh, dude, I got to get that. Um, that would help me with some of the things I downloaded and installed. Uh, let me see if it's. <laughs> see, the thing is for you, though, I don't know if it's in the Amazon App Store, which I'm going to go look. Because Amazon uh, have their own App Store, they don't have yeah. the Google Play Store. Yeah. Does It does look like it's in there, though. I'm just doing a search okay, now. Cool. Yep. Cool. One password reader. Um, okay. I don't think you can add things on Android. Yeah, that's but okay. I just need to be able, uh, like I said, with a couple of things I downloaded, like uh, the uh, Instapaper app that uh, Marco kind of farmed out to this other team. Yep. Um, but it's like all official and whatnot. Um, uh, like I have a long one password character, you know, multi character password for that. And <laughs> trying to type that thing in was. <laughs> Uh, an effort and frustration. It took me like four or five tries before I finally typed it in correctly. But, um, but yeah, I think that the experience, like the cross-platform experience, is getting better because Android is becoming more capable. And this has not been the case um, for a while. Um, wait, no. Did I say that correctly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not. it hasn't been this way for a very long time um, really Ice Cream Sandwich and the developments that that made under the hood uh, which was the version before uh, the current version of Android um, made a lot of changes um, and Google started to really enforce design they now have design um, guidelines is a is probably not the correct word they do call them suggestions guidelines. yeah the same as how the HIG is now a suggestion yeah um, Google now have those and they've done a lot because Google's done a lot to actually make the OS look good it's making app developers want to make better looking apps fair enough and they're including a lot more design elements plus Android is becoming such a lucrative business that um, companies like Path for example right. want to create an experience that is practically identical Wow, is there a path too for for the fire? Uh, I don't know why I would how I would why I would use that. No, I'm not even gonna bother. Don't sweat it. Um, <laughs> uh, um, our, well, speaking of which, you know, since we're on the subject and talking about tablets and platforms and all this other stuff, Microsoft is screwed, man. Did you happen to see there's a um, – I'll, I'll try the link and, and shoot it to you. 
Um, but uh, on The Verge, uh, they showed... Oh, shoot. Uh, Windows RT and Office 2013, uh, you know, details, hands-on, you know, but a video demo. And all throughout the video demo, the, you know, the four minutes that the guy is using it. And this is like, this is the final, what is purported to be the final build of RT, the, what is going to ship in, you know, and he's running it in a device that is going to be sold. Like, this is the official, like, thing, right? And it, it's next to unusable. And it's all throughout the thing, he keeps saying, well, you see, you can, it's not really optimized for a touch experience, but, you know, and, and all of the, you have your apps here, but of course, if you select these, it opens up in the classic windows. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's not really, you can't, you know, and he's trying to close things and it's not working. And he's trying to, I mean, it is almost actively user hostile. Like the, the, t- the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm watching it. I'm saying, do not release this. Do not put this out into the world. Please, for the love of, of your business and your users, don't do this to yourself. What device was it running on? Oh, geez. Uh, so uh, this is um, I mean, now that Microsoft Windows 8, da, 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 da. at IFA 2012 this week, Dell, Samsung, and Asus all had their Windows RT powered tablets on display. Seen some prototypes. Uh, okay. So this is device. we managed to get a look at Windows RT and Office 2013 RT this week on Samsung's Active tab. ATIV. Uh, first, ATIV. Uh, ATIV. Yeah. Uh, How could you got that wrong? <laughs> Uh, firstly, the desktop environment remains largely the same as its Windows 8 counterpart, despite the rumors that Microsoft would drop the uh, would drop the desktop mode. Uh, da da da, um, and they didn't, <laughs> uh, or restrict a lot of its functionality. If I'll explore another Windows accessory, apps remain. Paint and Notepad, for example, are available through Microsoft. Has removed Windows Player in favor of the Metro style music video apps. Da da. So yeah. Um, but uh, it's just it, – it is egregious <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> Never seen anything from a major company like this like so so – there is a reason why Apple created an entirely new OS for touch. There is a reason why Mac OS X – as it exists on the desktop, was not on the original iPhone. And if you remember back, long before the iPhone was released, so many of the mock-ups that people were doing of what a possible iPhone might look like, da da da, basically had <laughs> had 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 uh, you know. An Apple fanboy's version of Windows RT. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, with Finder Windows and things like that. And there's a reason why they didn't do that. And it's because it doesn't work. I, why not just stick with Metro and get behind Metro and get dump, dump Windows 8 from that interface from any sort of tablet or phone device. I mean, that's made for the desktop. Keep it on the desktop. 
It, it just, oh gosh, it just astounds me. It's horrible looking. Have you seen this thing? Um, I haven't seen the video that you're talking about, but I'm looking at it. Like, not the video, but I'm looking at the image now, and I can see the Samsung tablet. My, let me play devil's advocate with you on this. Okay. Let's say that it's that you know. Let's say the Surface, for example, is. I mean, because these 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 devices, they're not ready to to go. They're expecting them to arrive on October 26th, but I don't think that's been confirmed. But let's say the Surface has been built with the Apple model in mind. Great, so, they should run with that. that um, that's what they're doing it. You know, that the Apple model in mind is we built the pro- we built the hardware, bu- we built the software and we can confirm that it works excellently. You know, but but let's just say that that's it and the fact that this isn't running so well is because it's a Samsung device so it's not, you know, they've they kind of built the hardware and then it hasn't been like um it hasn't been I can't think of the correct word but optimized to run on the hardware where you would expect that you know that it would have been on the with the surface yeah. that would be my my challenge yeah well I guess you know I, I, once again we're talking about things that haven't been released yet and it remains to be seen but whew, holy cow this just can't be good for your for your PR Microsoft just cannot be good it's it's uh you know, have you seen some of the reviews about Windows 8? I mean, they're they're damning every mm-hmm. single one I've seen. Um, basically calling it unusable, <laughs> even on the desktop, right? Yeah. Uh, they got a fire bomber. They just have to. And even the, so, uh, I've got a friend who's a Microsoft developer. And we had a pretty long discussion about this uh, over the weekend. And, uh, you know, he's of the same mind. He's like, you know, the problem is Microsoft's culture and and that Bomber has specifically designed it in a way that it can't succeed. Right? Where you have, you know, n- nobody wants to innovate. No one wants to stick their neck out because everyone is afraid of losing their you know, of losing their job at any moment because they designed this culture. Uh, and this was actually mentioned in a, in a piece um, that I read. I forget where it was from, but it, it was talking about Bomber and how he's, how uh, there's a um, system in place whereby every team at Microsoft has to uh, what they call it, stack ranking or something like that. But basically, every team's performance gets managed on a per-team member basis, and you have to pick the best to the worst. Mm-hmm. So you walk into the you walk into the team knowing that you could be ranked the worst, and thus your job be on the line. That's just a major corporation thing, man. It's not just a Microsoft thing or a tech thing. It happens across many major national corporations. And we wonder why so many of them are broken. It's, it's <laughs> known as rating on a bell curve mm-hmm. because you can only have so many at either end and then the majority will be in the middle, hence it makes a shape like a bell. Mm-hmm. But before... Um, before we continue, this is something new for you, Patrick. You're going to hear me read a sponsor. Oh, really? Yeah, because we will do them in the show now. 
Oh. Oh. Okay, this is different. This is very new. So before I let you continue. Do I get to weigh in on, on these if I have something to add? You can. Of course you can. It's especially if they suck? They never do. Okay, there you go. Because I would never allow it. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. So our, our first sponsor for this week are the lovely people at Squarespace. Squarespace oh, yeah. have been supporting 70 decibels for some time now, and we love having them back every week. I love talking about them because I use the product every day. I use um, Squarespace for the 70 decibels website, and I use Squarespace for my personal blog at mikehurley.net. The reason that I use Squarespace is because I feel like I can trust them to get done what I need done. So, you know, they have beautiful templates, which all feature responsive web design. I can build my site using their drag-and-drop interface uh, via Layout Builder, which is what they call it, where you can drag and drop pieces of content into your site. I've spoken about that before. One of the things that, you know, with, with our network as it grows is I need to make sure that our site always stays up. It's important, you know, when uh, we have Marco Arment on the show, you know, on Command Space, and he links to us, I need to make sure that he's not going to make the site go slow, he's not going to take the site mm. down, because nothing, mm. nothing could be worse at that point. But with Squarespace, part of the integrated system that they provide you is excellent Tier 1 hosting. Site never goes down. doesn't matter who links to it. I have never had so much traffic that the site has ever slowed down. And we have had some very big traffic days. Yeah, can I tell you really to, uh, an anecdote about this very thing? Yeah, please. So uh, uh, Matt Alexander at 137.net uh, conducted this uh, email interview with me over the course of months and months and months. I, I mentioned it on a past show, I think. Mm -hmm. In any case, I digress. It's my favorite interview I've ever done with anybody. I urge people to go check it out. But in any, in any case, um, that very same day he wrote something else. And so I linked to it from Minimal Mac. And whenever I link to anything from Minimal Mac, uh, people can attest. I, I send a fair bit of traffic people's way. Um, you know, it's not the, it's not daring fireball level traffic, but let's just say that, you know, you're, you're going to notice. Uh, and, uh, at the same time, he had done another piece, I forget on what, um, that, uh, Jim Darium will uh, link to at, uh, the loop. And, uh, <laughs> sure enough, uh, you know, the, the combination of those two things, you know, I, I, he he, you know, had tw tweeted or posted or something on app.net or whatever about um, whatever it's called on app.net um, about uh, you know, wow, looped and roamed in the same day and you know, st still holding up and ta ta ta, and uh, I I made some oblique thing saying you know, warning uh, to people I'd like to make sure you have your your super cache turned on. Um, and, uh, he just, uh, you know, said back to me, yeah, but I've got Squarespace. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, yeah, but I've got Squarespace should be their new tagline. They, they, they are more than welcome to it. Don't have to pay me a royalty fee because, uh, everyone I know who has Squarespace, that's their general response to anything, right? It's like, you know. Yeah, you should maybe install this plugin or that. Yeah, but I've got Squarespace. Oh, well then. You've got it all taken care of then. I don't need to tell you anything. <laughs> SEO, I've got Squarespace. Oh, well then. You know? <laughs> you know, things like that. I mean, it's just it's it's uh 
it's kind of amazing, actually. Indeed. So, uh, so tell them about the uh, so Squarespace. We got the we got the code. We got mm-hmm. the discount. We so got the link. We can give you a two week free trial at Squarespace, and you can sign up for that at seventy. Uh, sorry, at Square. You can sign up for that at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. Two-week free trial, no obligation, no credit card needed. You just type a username and password that you want, job done. And we can also give you an additional 10% off during checkout when you decide to purchase a Squarespace plan. And you can get that by entering the code 70 decibels 9. That's 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S-9. And you'll get ten percent off at checkout. Yeah, terrific. So I just just thought of something before we carry what? on. So because you know we're recording this Tuesday, we already had an episode go out today. So this episode is going to go out on Thursday, and then next okay. week we'll go to Tuesday weekly. Okay. So starting next week, so yeah. we'll do. So this will be the longer show, mm-hmm. and two next Tuesday will be another longer show. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep doing this until people start uh, complaining and, and prove me right, correct? Yeah. Well, or <laughs> prove me right, which, although, you know, just please, people, shorter show people, I've just realized that you're going to get like four times the amount. Just accept this as a gift, this one, and then the next episode will be like your, your twice weekly. One person's gift is another person's curse. <sighs> one person's <laughs> trash is another person's treasure. This is true. Aha. <laughs> You've been metaphored. <laughs> All right. One thing I wanted to talk with you about, my friend. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the episode that went out uh, today about you changing careers and whatever, we we um, uh, you had said, "Yeah, I want to do like a show about managing people." Uh, eventually, you know, something that you wanted to talk about for a later show. And I had kind of written that down to make note of. It's one of the things to talk about today, um, and and mainly just to just to express this idea and see if you agree with me. Uh, I have. Long ago, maybe now, six, seven years ago, had an epiphany about managing people. And that is this. If you have to, you've hired the wrong people for the job. Hmm. That one shouldn't have to manage people. One should be able to hire, if you hire the right people for the job, people will get the job done. Now, you can manage, you know, maybe the project workflow and assign the tasks and things like that. But if you hire the right people, you tell them what needs to be done. Or even better yet, if you hire the right people, they know what needs to be done. And they do it. Let me, and they do it well. Let me jump in. Can I jump in? You, oh, certainly. Because if there's one man here that knows about managing people, <laughs> it's this one. Yeah. So I can actually attest 100% to what you're saying. So allow me to share two anecdotes. Love it. So anecdote was anecdote is not – this one really isn't an anecdote as such. Um, it is – a whole experience. So my experience of working as a bank branch manager up until this week was that I felt like I was constantly managing my people, asking them to do things, getting them to do things. 
Mm. Um, you know, why are you off sick? Why are you not back from lunch? Why are you doing this? Why haven't you delivered this? Why are you, you know, round and around and around and around. And that's because typically at that level, uh, the lowest level in our company, um, which is the entrance into to, to bank, clerical work, sales work in the company, mm. that's, that's the lowest levels. Those people are not really looking, not always looking for careers. You will always get the people that stand out and you don't need to ask these things of and they're people that are looking for careers. Um, but either because A, they just see it as a job or B, they've worked in the company for 25, 30 years. Um, there is also not so much drive in these people, which is why they may not have already been promoted, but maybe because they don't want to, maybe because it's not in them. There are many reasons why. But at that level, you are definitely managing the person. I have worked in my new job for two days at this point um, in my new marketing position in, a, in the head office. Now, everyone here is a equivalent management grade and above. Um, okay. because of the type of work that we're doing. Even though we don't manage people, we're at management grades. And I'm currently sitting in a bank of six desks um, with myself, four other people that do jobs that are very similar to mine. We're all at the same sort of equivalent level. And our current supervisor. So that we're currently in a state of flux in the team, but he is effectively, he's not, he's, he's, called a functional manager he's not actually our boss but he will assign us things to do because our boss has 17 people that work under him so it needs to be broken down to smaller teams let's say he's our team leader but for all intents and purposes our functional day-to-day -day manager okay in the last two days the only person that has asked him any questions about how to do the job how to do the work is me because I'm training hmm not one person has asked him, what shall I be doing right now? What do you need from me? The only questions I have had heard asked of him in regards to work is, I'm going to change his name, obviously, Bob. Bob, mm -hmm. have you been able to get me the budget amount that I need? Interesting. Like, And that is a guy that wants to do his work. He wants to get his campaign out, but he needs the budget assigned. And Bob said, Fred, I'm working on it. Yep. And then and then Fred says, Cheers, Bob. Like yep. and everybody is working. But also at this level as well, and because we're in a back, you know, we're not in a customer, we're not in the front of house. There's a bit more not slacking off, but people doing their own thing a little bit more, people having some jokes, some fun. Um, you know, someone might say, oh, this is a really cool T-shirt. What do you think? Because they've gone and looked on a Amazon for five minutes. But that is office culture, right? That happens mm -hmm. in offices. I, I believe that's the kind of the impression I get from friends of mine that have worked in offices. This is the first office I've ever worked in. Um, I've only ever worked in customer facing in retail. Um, banking is actually called retail in the UK. We call it retail banking because we're serving customers. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so you know, there, there is that element of, of that fun, and, and that's accepted by the manager because he also does it, you know. Yeah, because that's yeah. I think I personally think that's kind of just the way that these things happen, especially in major corporations. Um, but has that 
Is that an example of the kind of thing that you're talking about? No, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? Is that... Yeah, I guess my solution to uh the the problem of uh, of you know having to micromanage people having to ride them about when they when to come and when to go and and what to do uh fire them replace them with someone you don't have to do that with because there's plenty of people out there that have the skills and have the self-direction and the you know for lack of a better term, gumption to just go ahead and do the job. Okay, what's the job? The job is this. Uh, okay, uh, you know, what, what tasks need to be done? And when they run out of tasks, they have the self-direction to come and find you and say, okay, here's what I think needs to be done next unless you've got something better. Right? Mm-hmm. They, you don't even have to manage the project because they'll do, they'll do that because they'll know. They'll figure out, okay, to get from A to, to B, and B is the goal, B is where we want to go, I don't need you to tell me what the steps are. You know, I can figure out the steps based upon B. I can work backwards from B and figure out what the steps are. And if I know what Bob and Susie and Janet and James are, are, James are working on, I know I'm working on this, I know that the next thing that has to be done is X. I'm going to do that to get to B. And so one of the uh, one of the past jobs I had um, was I was uh, the lead of a of a the team of which there were three of us, um, and you know I kind of was the team lead for these other two people. And I said clearly in the interview when the the person who ended up being my manager, I had I had a couple of rounds of interviews, and each one. Several times she asked me, you know, well, can you tell me a little bit about your management style or, or you know, what do you think about, you know, the, about leading people? Can you tell me about that? And, you know, and every single way she asked me this question and every single time I told her this exact same thing, which was uh, not my job because the job is to hire the right people. Mm-hmm. And... The only way I can ensure that you know that that people get managed correctly is to make sure that I don't have to manage them. And if I don't have the ability to hire and fire, not my job. <laughs> no matter how many times I I said this, how many ways I said I don't believe in managing people. I believe in you know I can manage a project or whatever, but people shouldn't have to be managed. Because if you have to manage people, you've hired the wrong people for the job. They should be doing something else where they don't have to be managed. And sure enough, the people who I was, you know, put as team lead of, within the first 10 minutes of meeting with them on my very first day, I was like, oh, these people have been here for 20 years. They know what the heck they're doing. I don't need to manage them. It might even be the other way around. How about this? Why don't I just sit back and, I mean, this is basically what I told him. I said, okay, so that micromanager who just hired me and put me down here with you guys, here's what my job is. My job is to make her think that I'm telling you what to do and for you guys just to go ahead and do what you've been doing. And when she asks how it is that you're so effective that you've been doing what you're doing, 
We can all win by you just telling her? Oh, Patrick's really good at managing me. And our agreement was, I don't do it. I don't tell him a darn thing. <laughs> Everybody wins. <laughs> you know, but occasionally, I mean, where we finally came to heads, I think, is is when, you know, my, you know, my manager would come down and, and, and say, oh, well, I need you to do this, that, and the other thing. Or I need you to have Sandy or Jim do this, that, and the other thing. I would go. Uh, do you remember that interview that I had about four years ago? I don't do that. <laughs> they're they're doing just fine. <laughs> I don't need to tell them what to do. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, she, you know, she she wanted to micromanage. I, I'm just uh, was not on board with that. Micromanagement yeah, so. is a horrible beast. Oh man. Well, because it feels it feels to the people doing it like they're doing something, when in fact they're actually causing more harm than good. They're almost always getting in the way of progress. Mm. They're almost always sending people on in runs around the most efficient way to do things because it looks busy. And and honestly, if you hire the right people for the job. It won't look like work. As a matter of fact, if it looks like work, that might be a sign that you haven't hired the right people for the job. Right? Um, I worked at another another job way long ago where I uh, managed a front desk for a for a hotel, and there was one particular young lady always worked the morning shift. Always the busiest shift because um, you know, uh, this hotel had high turnover, and you were uh, checkout time was the most difficult. That's where people were paying, and where mistakes would happen that would I don't know cost money, right? Like real honest money, um, you know. And, and so that was kind of the most touchy place. Her name was Angel, by the way, and she was. She was like had divine grace from God because she dealt with everything and never broke a single drop of sweat, made it look perfectly easy and could just boom, 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 boom. Never made it look like work. Yet she was working harder than anybody else hmm. and had the most, you know, that, you know, because of the nature of that particular time of day, had the most at stake. Um, and uh, and and that's exactly what it should be like, right? The right people should it, it should it should seem effortless. It should never look like work. <laughs> and if it does, is likely a sign that these they're probably not the right people. Hmm. It, it's kind of contradictory as that sounds. But yeah, I I, I find it interesting that that uh, you have had a the, pretty much the same experience, and I think anyone who manages people eventually figures that out. At least I hope they do. Also, anybody that has management in a large company, especially mm. like a multinational, um, will will undoubtedly come across this. Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion, I don't think it's possible to have a major corporation not run in this way at some level. 
you know, I think micromanagement and people management comes into this. I mean, and people management, when you become managers, that term people management means means disciplinary action mm-hmm. more, more often than not in my mm-hmm. experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, because that the term people management then just becomes a nice way um, to say this person needs to be dealt with. True. True that. True that indeed. <laughs> and it's terms like that that will get you involved in people management. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Pat, I've just I've just taken a look at the timer and we're at fifty two minutes, so we need to stop. Holy cow. See? This is no, the danger. No, but see, this is the but you say it's a danger. Did you would you have cut that conversation ten minutes ago? No, you wouldn't have. And I would hazard to say that none anybody basically if that if we started that conversation, people looked at their podcatchers and saw there was to fifteen minutes left. If people didn't like it; they would have switched off at that point because it's not what they want to hear. But anybody that wants to hear us talk about that, they would have eas- happily taken the extra ten minutes. Sir, do not worry; okay. I will be totally transparent with our feedback. Okay. Now there are a few ways that you can get in touch with us to give feedback. Now you can do it at seventydecibels.com forward slash contact. Mm. That will come to us by email, so send us long feedback there if you have it. If you have shorter feedback, you can get me on Twitter. I'm iMike, which is I-M-Y-K-E. And I'm also on AppNet at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Patrick is on AppNet at Patrick Roan, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E. He is not on Twitter. Do not send him uh, feedback there because he will Oh, send all it. the feedback you want. want. I, I likely will not see it. <laughs> Don't send the feedback there. Oh, actually, if you have bad feedback, send it there. Good feedback, <laughs> send it to AppNet. Look, all I ask is, if you are currently one of the people that does not like this, send us an email and tell us why, because it might be something we can easily address and agree with you on. If it's simply because it's double the length, please just give us a couple of weeks. And see if you like it, yeah, and then we'll move on from there. Well, I, I think, think this what's is good nice for us. is that the sponsorship thing happening in the middle provides a kind of natural break between between topics. So that I think, in general, no matter what we're going to end up talking about, we'll get to the natural break to do the sponsorship thing, and then we'll start talking about something different afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't imagine too many things that would be like. Yeah, so back to that thing, or you know, I mean, there might be something that's like, oh, I've got one more thought on that. But I, I think those times will be rare. And that if you do want something shorter, you could easily like say, okay, up to the sponsorship thing, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to listen. I'm going to stop it there before they break into the next topic. So you know, basically, what Pat is saying is, wait till you hear the sponsor, listen right. to the whole sponsor, sponsor, then yep. stop, pause it, then come back in two days. Then come back, yes. So there you go. All right, groovy. Thank you for well, trying this with me, and we'll be back with another episode on Tuesday, and then sounds, once sounds a week. Terrific. All right, and forgive my barky dog here at the end. That's fine. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Mike. We'll chat later. We will. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>